Hello, everyone. Welcome to another series of Retail Refine coming to you live from the Retail Influencer CEO Forum, where we're focused today on Gen Z and courageous leadership. Sitting with me right now, I have Neil Blumenthal. He is the co-founder and CEO of Warby Parker. I'm sure many of you are very familiar and probably have glasses of your own. Um, but can you just tell the audience a little bit more about your company? Sure. Um, we are a lifestyle brand that sells our own frames and lenses and contacts and eye exams for a fraction of what they would cost elsewhere. And for every pair of glasses we sell, we distribute one for to someone in need. I love that. Well, I am a loyal customer. I have sunglasses and glasses. And so I am a true fan. Um, today, you were talking a bit about the company, but also about courageous leadership. So can you tell the audience who couldn't be here today a little bit what you're going to be sharing at today's summit? Sure. I'll just talk about what leadership is, right, about providing a vision around creating space for folks to learn and grow, and how do you sort of maintain uh, an innovative environment in a world that's changing faster than, than ever before. It's true. It is changing faster than ever. And you've remained ahead of the curve in a lot of your initiatives and the way that you think about your omni-channel strategy. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you're seeing in the consumer evolution and the trends and how you're kind of meeting them in innovative ways, both online and in-store? Yeah. So when we launched in 2010, which feels like a lifetime ago, uh, we only sold online through WarryParker.com. Um, and that enabled us to have direct relationships with our customers. So we were able to charge $95 instead of four or $500. Um, and then as we started to grow, we, you know, because of having that direct relationships with customers, we were always able to respond to their needs and wants. And we found that customers wanted to interact with us in person. So we started opening up stores. We now have 220 stores across the country, which is, which is wild. Um, and we continue to sort of expand into contacts and eye exams. And a lot of that is customer driven. And having that direct relationship with our customers, we're able to hear directly from them and then immediately sort of act on it. Yeah. So as you've continued to expand that physical footprint, different learnings you can get online and offline. What are like some of the some of the surprises maybe that you've learned along the way that you've brought into the experience? You know, I think it's that customers don't want either or. Um, and right, we live our lives socially or online and we're offline. Um, similarly, as we're shopping, we want sort of a marriage of, of those experiences. So we find that a lot of customers start with us online, then maybe they go into store, maybe they transact in store, maybe they transact afterwards. We've developed technologies like a virtual try-on that's true to scale. Um, so it just makes it easier for people to browse and select their frames. We've then even created uh, a virtual vision test where folks can um, basically do a simple vision test to find out what their prescription is or to renew their prescription. Um, and we found that people love doing that, whether or not they want to shop on our app or on our web, on the web or in our stores. Yeah, no, I think that digital fluency you're seeing more and more today, um, a big portion of it as well is the high touch kind of customer service you have in store. So can you talk a little bit about your approach to that? Yeah. You know, I, I think the most important thing is all comes down to people, right? And how can we attract and retain um, people that are kind, that are generous, um, that uh, are competent, um, meaning that they're curious. Mm -hmm. So while they may not have worked in the optical industry before, um, are they interested in learning about lenses and, and frames? So because 
while this is a fashion accessory, it's also a health product and we need to demonstrate expertise and credibility to, to our customers. And I think, you know, in the environment that we create in the store, we're able to get really great people. And if you have great people who are happy and engaged, right, we'll create awesome customer experiences. And I think that also comes back to the social mission and that one of the reasons why people want to come and work for Warby Parker is because uh, we're committed to doing good in the world, that we're a public benefit corporation, that we're a certified B Corp, that we've now distributed over 13 million pairs of glasses to people in need around the world, including here in, in New York City and New York City public schools. Um, and I think that motivates people. No, absolutely. And one of the you know, topics we're talking about today in terms of Gen Z is they want to stand behind brands that are doing good, right? And that are making change. Um, and even better if you can empower your customers to be part of that change. So even more loyalty. Yeah, I think what we found with customers is that, right, to your point, they want to sort of interact with brands and shop for brands that do good in the world. Um, but I think what we're finding also with especially younger customers is um, they can be a little skeptical, which they should be, right? This is a challenging time in the world. There's a lot of greenwashing out there. There's a lot of misinformation. So for brands to really um, demonstrate that they're doing good in the world, they need to be very transparent. Um, and one of the things that we take a lot of pride in is our impact report that we publish every year, um, that we apply as much sort of thoughtfulness and strategy to doing good in the world as we do sort of selling glasses and, and contact and, and eye exams. So for example, we commissioned a three-year longitudinal study with Johns Hopkins to see what is the impact of glasses um, on learning because we distribute a lot of glasses in, in the classroom because that's the best place to distribute glasses. And we found that a pair of glasses is the equivalent of three months of additional schooling, which makes it one of the most impactful interventions you could have um, more effective than private tutoring, extending the school day, computers in classrooms. And, you know, for now, not every customer is going to sort of look into that level of detail, but we have it for those that are interested. And I think that gives us added credibility um, with all of our customers, but particularly Gen Z. No, absolutely. I love that. So I have a Gen Alpha. So eventually we'll be focusing <laughs> on that generation. Um, but she got a pair of glasses. The nurse called and said, hey, I think you should take it for eye exam. And she got her glasses and she came home and she said, Mom, it's a whole new world. And she didn't know better. She was at a young age. This is maybe what she thinks vision is. But now she approaches school with so much more confidence because she actually can see what's on the board. And you underestimate that. But those are, you know, these are our most important senses and they tie to learning and to confidence. Absolutely. And to your point, uh, children don't know that they can't see clearly or as well as other people. And what we found in so many schools was that students were getting misdiagnosed as special needs uh, because they couldn't see the blackboard and they would disengage and maybe become disruptive. So uh, what was happening is you're having worse educational outcomes. The city and states are spending sort of more money on um, what really just required the simple intervention of a vision test and, and glasses. No, I, yeah, it's so important. I love that. Um, when are you going to come out with sports glasses? Because <laughs> we need that. I need that for soccer for my daughters. <laughs> well, um, all of our sort of our base lens is a polycarbonate impact resistant frame uh, lens. And then we have some interesting new collections that are made in Italy um, that have a little more of a base curve um, for uh, for cycling and, and other activities. So I'm going to check that out for because then they're not cute on average, the ones in the market. Right, right. Yeah. Those are next Yeah. I tried to tell that was cool, but she's like, I don't know. 
Um, okay, well, you you know, you continue to be progressive the way you disrupted the industry, your integration of technology, whether it's virtual fit or or you know, vision test, and obviously your commitment to to doing good. Um, what are you excited about most in the future as you look at the next two to five years? Yeah, I, I think we're excited to continue to sort of grow the brand and make it ubiquitous. We think the larger that the brand is, the more impact that we can have. And we stand for fun, creativity, doing good in the world. If we can scale with integrity, we can inspire other entrepreneurs, other executives, and other businesses to sort of run their way, run their businesses in a way that does well and does good in, in the world. So that's what sort of motivates me every single day. But I'm also just excited about some of the technological innovations we have, um, whether it's right, how do we use generative AI, yeah. um, whether it's um, how do we continue to make eye exams and you know checking uh, eye health and vision care, making that more accessible by leveraging technology like our virtual vision test yeah. app. Um, that gets me really excited. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, before we go, because you brought generative AI and AI is like, the continuous topic is like love and hate for it. Right? Um, from your point of view, where do you see the biggest opportunity in AI um, in the industry? Yeah, I think it's a, across the board. Um, and we're seeing increases in productivity of 20 to 50%, depending on the function in, in the company. And this is the case when I speak to CEOs at other tech companies and, and other places. So um, I, I do believe that this is not like talking about the metaverse or NFTs or crypto. This is uh, the equivalent of another sort of industrial revolution, internet revolution, and it's going to change the way that all of us live and, and, and work. So I encourage my team now to experiment and play with chat GPT and, and these different generative AI tools. And through sort of playing and using it, then we can figure out what are the best applications for it, um, whether it's a software engineer that's, you know, it's helping finishing lines of, of code or it's a product manager that's looking and conducting research to you know, create a new customer journey or, or flow, um, it's already having profound impacts. No, absolutely. We do a similar thing at the firm and I tell everybody, just be open because it's, let's test the use cases. What are the opportunities? Right. It's developing at the speed of light right now and everybody testing it has limited proficiency. So we're in such early stages, but I think there's great possibilities for it. Um, well, thank you so much for sitting with us. I know you're about to hit the stage soon. So appreciate the conversation. I love everything that Warby Parker's doing. I will be going shopping with my daughter for sports. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, thank you again, everybody. This is Neil Blumenthal. He is the co-founder and CEO of Warby Parker. Appreciate the conversation. Thanks so much. Thank you. 